Off on your right. Back here. Demon incoming. We should keep moving. What's the butt, guys? I like this. I like this We're behind us. Three, two, one, go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of 5-Minute Respawn, the one and only HVZ podcast on the interwebs that we are aware of slash unaware of. We're definitely anyway, not aware of them. We haven't paid attention. Can you be aware of things you're not aware of? Uh, you can try to uh, go on. Anyways, we are back here tonight to have another fun episode. Uh, we are joined by our first special guest of season two, assuming that these are airing in the order that we're recording them. Say hi, Pinnell. What's up? Shut up. All okay. right. Damn. Anyways, we're going to get over to him here in a minute. Uh, let's start out tonight's episode with our weekly Would You Rather. Does anybody have a Would You Rather that they want to put out there? I keep not thinking of these, man. You're the worst. I you really guys don't am. have one, I do. There you go. Go for it. All right, pretty simple. Big campus, would you rather play a big campus with few players or a small campus with a ton of players? Define a ton here. 500 or more. And small. Small, the smaller one would be 20 or less. Small do campus really wanna, players. Do I really want to shove like 500 people into YSU? Of course I, I do. I love the chaos, man. Like, if I could have ever made a legitimate bid for YSU to host Ed War, I would have done it. As because... long as Cody's not there. <laughs> <laughs> Cody would yeah, that's, die. That's true. Yeah, he would get hurt. But no, I mean, like, first of all, I'm, I'm generally just going to lean towards more players. Second of all, I'm going to lean towards smaller campus because it's less running for my fat ass to do. So <laughs> you're, you're telling me that I can have constant action without having to move a lot? That's just, that's, that's so perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fair. And brain? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're going to go with the small campus many bodies. All right, Pinnell? I would definitely go small campus many bodies because, I mean, that's where we get to use the fun guns. I mean, I'm, hmm. they're blasters. Okay, whatever. I'm throwing yeah, you, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that I'm the only one who would say big campus, small players. Because with the right people, you know, I've played oh, OU. Recently. I definitely see I the argument for that good. too. I just, I. No, no, I, I, I get where you guys are all coming from. Yeah, it's more intimate and personal, I guess, to say like you know if there's just like our twenty or thirty closest HVZ friends playing an Athens game together, um, like you know it can it becomes more of a stealthy game, less so the big battle pieces. And well, it definitely comes fun. down to the planning then, because the, ga- the the missions have to be like fantastic because like. You can have chaos with that many people on a small campus and really not have a super complicated sto- a gameplay. Whereas, in like if you have a big campus with sh- short amount of people, you got to be able to involve everybody and make it you know action packed without killing everybody. Actually, that's honestly, where, yeah, that's the way from the where, way that I could see it going. So, like, you could honestly, I could, so like we've had Detroit Dark Clubs Z One Threes hit like 30 people and that's a small space but that's a fast game so if you really think about it you could do like dark club size probably not mini games but like maybe like one two hour games with that many bodies because it would just shift that quick a bunch yeah once you hit the turning point it's going to go downhill a lot faster oh yeah <laughs> so there for oh, turning point going downhill what oh I see what you did there. Well, okay, we're going to take this uh, Would You Rather. It's going to go up on our social medias the same day this episode airs. 
So if you have an opinion, if you think that we're all full of shit and you want to tell us exactly why we're wrong, feel free to do that. And if you agree with us, feel free to do that too. Uh, So go check out Instagram and Facebook. You can find the poll and vote for your answer there. So only that turning point's a good idea. So let's uh, switch gears over to our main topic for the evening. Which Not quite. Is... We haven't given Pinnell his, uh, his questions. Yeah, it's true. He's a new guest. Yeah. I know. I'm so new. Oh, God, you're right. He hasn't been on here before. That's why I've been enjoying doing this show. He's a very good oh, friend of ours, alive. despite us shitting on him repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. you, I, I suppose it sounds really bad if anybody doesn't know Pinnell and I. We actually like each other, but part of our oh. friendship is just coming up with fun and new ways to roast each other. I like Anna. Well... Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> Come on now, we live in a civilization here, so. Um, okay, so I guess we'll put you through the uh, the ringer for all of our new guests. Uh, mm-hmm. Three rapid-fire questions, um, just so that we can try to get to know you and how you came into HPZ. So, fuck, I haven't done this in like a year. We We're going to no wing questions. it. Uh, I don't remember anymore. Let's just, let's just fucking send it. Okay, uh, what was your first game of HPZ like? <laughs> So, uh, it was chaos. Um, all I had was a Maverick and a long shot I borrowed from someone. And, uh, that was when we had, I think it was like on the hour respawns or half hour respawns at best. It was hour. Yeah. And I mean, this is all the way back in 2007 or eight. I'm pretty sure it was at least, at least eight. I was in high school. 11. <laughs> I think Scotty was there shortly after because he's he's played as almost as long as me. Um, but yeah, it was Mavericks. I think that was the the the, the peak. <laughs> Nightfinders and Mavericks. Like only a few people had long shots. That was it. Was a lot of fast pace and then wait two hours or like wait an hour or you do something at like eleven o'clock and it would be like, all right, we're done. We're going in because there's nothing to do. Till everyone like responds. Uh, a lot of a lot more on during the day games. Like we would play from room building to building. Because I mean, when I started, I mean our numbers were easily four hundred on OU, and so like you really had to watch when you'd go from building to building for classes. Oh yeah, my first game <clears throat> is two hundred people, and on Pitt's campus, once the horde got going, it got going. Yeah, oh, yeah, this 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 is this would be good for another topic. Maybe we'll bring you back for uh, tag versus tech evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh hell yeah, it, absolutely! It's a lot different from how it used to be in the early days. Oh yeah, I mean Wait, yes. We need an old fart and a new fart. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> okay, let's let's roll the ball. Still, uh, what was your? How did you get your first tag as a zombie? Um, so the second year I played, because the first year I played, I made it to the last night. I mean, I was new and I didn't do anything. So the second year I started as a starter and OU was one of the first ones to have the um, kill ratio to turn over. And so I volunteered to be a starter. Um, and Andrew Ackerman and me were two friends that I met him early on and he was playing and we went stalking throughout the day and I actually killed, I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, she ended up being like the replacement zombie queen at OU. Short little blonde girl. I can't remember her name. Uh, was she the doctor one game? 
I think so because she replaced Lisa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I killed her. <laughs> she had walked. She walked down the street and she had a oh, recon in her backpack, but like in such a way that you saw the handle sticking out, like blatantly, and then had a Maverick in her hand. And we walked up. She had no idea. Literally walked up, tagged her, and said, "Welcome to the horde." And like the look on her face. Because she was like, I just borrowed these from my friend. I haven't even got to play with them. And oh. you really just killed me. And then the best, <laughs> the best part was she never played human again. Because she played zombies so much that she ended up like leading the zombies like years later. And like during one of the dreaded games that I won't mention the name, the, the mechanic about. I don't think um, it's time machine. Go on. Uh, sh- uh, I walked, I walked across camp. I was walking across the parking lot and she saw me and she's like, holy crap, you're the reason I, st- I'm a, a zombie now. And like gave me a huge hug. Like it was the <laughs> most like cool moment, just like all the way back then. But yeah, tall. I know I'm old. It's fine. I get nostalgic. <clears throat> all right. Number three, what's the most ridiculous thing that you've spent money on as part of this hobby? So now everybody's got an FDL. But I want to say the fact that I bought one early on when everyone else was like rolling with like whatever stuff and oh, whatever then stuff. rebuilt yeah, okay. it. Then that, well, okay, listen, listen. Nobody else spent $750 on a gun and then threw another 250 on it because they melted it. Like that was a, <laughs> a terrible decision. But like, well, you shouldn't have melted it. There's yeah. a reason. The moment we fucking it, ABS. God. The moment we realized it at your birthday party, when we were like, why is it looking? The- oh, no. <laughs> um, oh. It, was, uh, it was definitely a uh, the weirdest. Like, like, did I really spend $1,000 on a Nerf gun? So, and for, for any of the audience that isn't aware, what does the nameplate say on your FDL? Well, it depends on which one you look at. <laughs> the one on the left says... Uh, Warbucks because I spent too much money on Nerf guns. And the other side was not Tyler's because the individual who convinced me to go after an FDL in the beginning was Tyler, and I had to make sure he knew it wasn't his. Well, you were all, it's partially because you were also teasing me and saying that you had enough money to buy us both an FDL. But fuck me. I'm, but you then you were like, fuck you. I'm only buying myself one. <laughs> And I'm buying all the extra. There are reasons for, for this, which we will probably get into later in this podcast on why I didn't buy you one. That's true. Actually, that seems like a decent segue. So um, that's Pinnell. Everybody say hi or don't, whatever. Uh, tonight's primary topic we are titling Curse Your Sudden But Inevitable Betrayal because we play this game with our friends and sometimes our friends suck. <laughs> Everybody has had a friend leave them behind at some point, or had a friend turn against them during this game, or just done something to get screwed over by somebody who you thought was close to you. And it's happened enough that we figured it warrants its own episode, specifically with Pinnell here. So, um, I said that we were going to just jump right into uh, my what I'm considering the headlining story of this episode. So, I'm going to start it off, and then I'm going to have Pinnell kind of jump in here to explain his side of things and uh, (laughs) how this all shook out. Uh, The year was whatever the fuck the summer was when the... um, uh, I think 2016. uh, No, No, it was right after Edward, 2017. 
2017. It was right after End War. It was the yeah, so it was 2017 because it was the year the that Nemesis the, came out. Uh, the, yeah, Nemesis the year the Nemesis came out. That's the word I was trying to think of. Is Nemesis. So the Nemesis had just come out. Not many people had them yet, and Pinnell once again with the uh, Daddy Warbucks moniker in mind <laughs> had gone out and bought two of them, like the tryhard that he is. So uh, a group of us were all playing at Bowling Green. And uh, it was like midway, three quarters of the way through the day. Um, no, I had just all... shown up. I had just shown up. Oh, you had, you showed up late. I forgot. I drove that in late, and I didn't get the the, the the rules about the mod with the stunning uh, abilities. Right, 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 right. Okay, so it's so for us, it's midway through the day. Pinnell had just gotten there, um, and. I was running whatever. I think it was just like a strife or a retaliator or something that wasn't yeah. amazing. And Pinnell was like, here, I've got a spare nemesis. Do you want to try it out? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, let's do this. So he gives me a nemesis and it's fully loaded and it's charged up. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Uh, we get the mission briefing, which was something about <laughs> doing stuff with shooting zombies. And we head out into the field. Now, like Pinnell just said, there was a mechanic during this PG game where there was a mod who was a special character. Who Was it Vortex? Did he have like the... I think he uh, had Vortex. Yeah, that sounds right. And if he shot a, you with it, it was like a horde egg. It was the discs. I know that. Yeah. So yeah. if the mod shot you like PvP style, it was similar to a YSU horde egg where you had to like take a knee and one of your friends had to come back and save you. Um, one of the other things that was important about this mission was BG came up with something that they called baby boomers, which is <laughs> it's funny, baby boomers. Um, but like they used a regular boomer zombie mod who worked just like you would think. But then they had like five or six of these baby boomers who would just like micro boom. So like only like five seconds a piece, I think, or something like that. But that's still enough if you're in close range to get a bunch of zombies back up. There were a fuckload of babies. This is fucking Catholic twins. There were like there were like at least five baby boomers on top of the regular spawner. Yeah, exactly. And they were spread out that like if you timed it as a zombie, right, you could just pretty much keep charging the humans. And was this the one? Did they? God bless your stamina. Did they have the rules that the boomers tagged you or couldn't tag you? I can't remember this. The The boomers. Go ahead. The the boomers could not tag you, but the boomers could. The baby boomers could spawn off of the big boomer, so that was a problem. Um, so, anyways, they really just came up with this way to like make sure that a lot of zombies were getting spawned, and they had the the PvP guy out there. So we set off into this mission. Um, I don't remember what our objective was, but I remember the big mass of humans moving across their campus. And I think we had just cleared the ROTC field there by, like, their student center area where we're always at by that parking lot. That sounds about right. And Pennell and I and maybe a few other people were kind of towards the back of the pack for some reason. Well, not for some reason. We were always on rear guard. Yeah. Um, but, oh, I can explain this 100% because I remember exactly what happened on this one. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, go ahead. That's right. You here. guys, you, I was there with five random randoms, and we had cleared – the, the the field like everyone was dead and you guys crossed into the either tennis courts or basketball courts i can't remember which they were the whole group had crossed the street and i was picking up ammo because i had never used an emesis like in game and didn't realize how much ammo i went through because i'm a tryhard 
And so instead of conserving to protect myself, I just open up. And so as I'm picking up dart, uh, picking up the the, the nemesis dart uh, balls, suddenly two guys next to me take a knee, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And the guy shoots me, and he goes, "Hey, hey, you need you need to take a knee." And I looked at him like, "Like, what are you talking about?" And he goes, "Oh, that's my mechanic. If I shoot you, you have to take a knee." And I sat down and I look up like, "He goes, oh, someone's going to tag you." And I stopped and I realized there were like a few zombies around me. Whatever they had, they moved on, and I look across the street. <laughs> And I see Tyler and everyone else. Yeah, would you say maybe a hundred? We were feet across away the street, me? and that's all that mattered. Yeah, so yeah, well, like I... literally, we had exfilled because I I was also there with Brain and Tyler and Pinnell and like mo- all pretty much all of us said, all right, we got the objective done, let's go. And we all exfilled, and it took us getting to the other side of the street to another like <clears throat> lawn area and turning around to look. And I remember Tyler being like, "Wait, Pinnell's there." Yeah, I said like Pennell's downed or something. What do we do? I think let's let's call it about seventy yards. I think all with I a streak running was, in through. It was not that was, much. All I remember screaming was "Save me!" As the zombies so, killed the new kid, the, the randoms. Yeah, yeah so, it was probably about one hundred fifty, two hundred feet away. I mean, that's a good sprint, and there's st- but go on. <laughs> but so up to this point in HVZ life, if you if you do the math in your head, like in a in a split second of Blasters work this well. He's got this long to live. It's going to take me this long to get there. He's fucked. Okay, there's not much we can do for him. I had never seen a nemesis, like, full send before. So he whips this thing up, and from our vantage point, at this point, all the baby boomers and papa boomer were back in front of him. And he whips this thing up and just starts unloading. And we, were, we just stood still because we were like, well, he's going to die. Let's watch him die. Then, like, 15 seconds go by, and we're like, shit, he's still going. We probably could have gotten to him if we left when we first realized what was happening. And it but was now, a weird, it was this weird slow dead. transformation of, a, like, of awareness going from, like, oh, no, he's dead. Oh, oh, he might have a couple <laughs> seconds left. Oh, shit, he's actually doing really well. Maybe if we had gone, and then by the time, like, I remember us starting to walk back towards the street. And then your ammo <laughs> ran out. And then the ammo I, ran out. Okay, now were, he's dead. I think there were 15 balls left in my gun, <laughs> in my blaster, by the time I was done. Like, I literally dumped that thing. And that was, like, what was it? It's 100? Is it 100 rounds in that 100, thing? you can squeeze a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so salty. <laughs> Rightfully uh, so. So, so I have... Go ahead. Go, no, you, you go for it. Uh, so I actually had one from that same game, uh, real quick, where uh, uh, at the time, uh, my partner and I that I was with back then uh, would always have a deal for games that we went to to see who would live the longest. We still cover each other's back, you know, fight alongside each other, but, you know, that little bet at the end. Well, for that game, the finale was balls out crazy. I ended up with yeah, two was. nemesis at one point. I think I took one of Pinnell's, maybe both. Uh, Ty had a nemesis. Another person unlocked a nemesis as like... No, 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 no. I, did, I did not have a nemesis because Pinnell was so mad at me when we got back to the briefing and he snatched <laughs> oh, right. away from me. <laughs> oh, that's right. So I had two, so I had two nemesis, nemesis uh, and I still ran out on both of them. Like It was just a very hectic, crazy finale. And of course, I, my partner... Tyler, were you still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tyler and a handful of others, and a handful of others were still alive. And we were told, "All right, 
you have to make it from this end of the green past that building. If you make it past that building, you're alive and safe uh, within like 60 seconds or, or something like that. So pretty much. Begin- so the countdown begins. I ready myself. Go. I'm sprinting. I'm sprinting. I'm sprinting. I'm sprinting. I'm sprinting. Little do I know, my partner steps up into the shadows, so no one pays attention to him. And I'm sprinting. I'm sprinting. I'm sprinting. I'm almost to the corner, and out of fucking nowhere comes Bogue, and he kills. <laughs> and I'm told later, or well, immediately, that that was because my partner had told him, "Hey, Bogue, if you kill Scotty, I'll buy you a beer." <laughs> You the betrayal it. was real that night. I was actually kind of low-key salty for a bit at, at them. Uh, it happens. Does. But, Good game. Yeah, well, so after that, though, anytime I would see Pinnell, if I just talked to him or spoke to him or asked him for anything, he would pretty much always lead it off with, well, gee, let me think about it. I would probably help somebody who <laughs> saved me. Tyler, that's what happens when you fold into the, the leader role so naturally. Blame your charisma. (laughs) Sure. So that was the uh, one of the most ultimate betrayal stories. It's not even really betrayal. I just kind of abandoned you, Gotti. That's basically betrayal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still salty over it. It's fine. I mean, I now 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 hold on though. So let me follow this up because Scotty, I want you to tell this. Uh, You facilitated Pinnell killing me. Not terribly long ago, down in Athens. Oh yes. Oh okay. I mean, we mentioned this the in go- the Golden Mile episode, but uh, yeah, <laughs> during the Golden Mile, we were at bar like six, going into seven or five, going into six. I don't really remember. Yeah, all I really know is, some reason. all I really know is that Penella died, or he had started zombie or something, and uh, I-, I needed a cigarette because we had had well. Everybody else had had, like six drinks, and I had had like ten drinks at that point. So I convinced Tyler to have a smoke outside with me. And then zombies happen, and in my drunkenness, uh, my gun jams. Tyler kills one of them, and then he gets got. And then because I turn, I I think I said over my shoulder, Scotty, look this way, and you said okay. And then without saying anything, you just ducked inside a building. <laughs> All I remember clearly, because 10 uh-huh. drinks at that point, uh-huh. is uh-huh. is like the cinematic sort of perspective. Like imagine, you know, a theater long view of the door to the bar slowly swinging back shut and <laughs> your face silhouetted. Looking up the through crack. the window. <laughs> no, silhouetted in the crack as it gets smaller and smaller with a zombie's hand on your shoulder and me just backing into the bar and feeling sad, and being like, oh goodness, I just let one of my closest friends die. Oh, right, I have to get another beer. Oh. <laughs> but it and was then... the who killed me. But, and what happened was, part of this was my fault, for not like paying close enough attention, because, again, drinking, it was because I, I think I shot Pinnell first, but I didn't realize like either what time it was, or something I didn't understand about the spawn rules, and he just like walked away and came right back and killed me. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm dumb. Okay, but still, if I had had a Scotty there looking after my back, I wouldn't have <laughs> well, died in that moment. In fairness, in fairness, that's not always a guarantee. Not to segue <laughs> into another story, but the demon when Scotty got tagged. And <laughs> oh, <we're, laughs> I've got a litany of demon stories. Don't you worry. Yeah, that is uh, that. That will be coming up soon. Jesse Brown, who would consider it quite a betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So um, I have another one, and I don't think any of you were there for this one. Um, yeah. It's kind of a repeat, but I'm going to give it a little more detail. I'm which sorry, was Tyler, uh, you, think you play HVZ with other people besides us. That's not allowed. I'm, I'm saying that I was, right now. I'm saying that I was playing HVZ when you guys were. Who are you talking to to That's fair. Uh, That's for true. this particular in this particular game, it was a bunch of people from BG and YSU, and I think some from Buskingham. I don't remember. It was a weird crew. Anyways. This took place at the first ever YSU invite, the Irish game, which is almost the anniversary of. So, hey, happy anniversary to that. Mm. Um, the whole game, the humans were working for Anna's character. She's the scientist who's going to fix this whole big mess. So you need to bring the scientist the things she needs to do science stuff. So the humans <laughs> just were like, yes, yes. Okay, we do the stuff. We will bring the stuff and the science lady will fix the stuff. This is good. So they spend the whole day going out and about, getting themselves killed, and uh, retrieving literally whatever we asked them to get. And they never questioned what it was they were getting. Um, so they bring it all back. And then when it's time for the final stand, or like towards the end of the game, they've given everything to Anna. And they're inside the safe zone. And they're like, we did it. We gathered all the stuff. And she, Anna goes, yeah, you're right. You did sure uh, compile all of the elements of this ritual for me. And then they were like, wait. <laughs> so then Anna, who's wearing a lab coat at this point, rips off the lab coat to reveal her like druid goddess Irish dress <laughs> costume that was underneath the whole time. <laughs> She's yelling from the background. Um, she reveals like her other costume and then she goes, so I'm actually the daughter of the powerful Irish god that you have been trying to put a stop to this whole time. And you people basically brought me everything I need to be able to finish my father's work. Thanks for that. And then we collapsed the safe zone on the humans. They ran away in fear. One girl peed her pants. Anna laughed <laughs> maniacally. And it was hilarious. <laughs> so, who else has been betrayed by their friends in HBZ? Um, I have one where I was the betrayer. I might have talked about it on this podcast. So, if I start and it sounds familiar, stop me and I'll just do the, the main part. But, uh, it was the time that me and my former team leader, Fluffy, got stuck in a Wendy's because we're idiots. Oh, yeah, and you shoved the kid out the door. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You're not even going to be here to play tomorrow. It's a game. Go. I drove <laughs> 230 miles to get here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You know that Wendy's is gone now? Oh, no. What? I yep. did not know that happened. Wendy's is gone. Yeah, How many Wendy's memories? That was the zombie sad. hangout place. Sad, sad. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Now um, you get the back of Union. <laughs> uh, you I have, tell your... Oh, go ahead. I have a quick one. Uh, I believe Pinnell was either there to see it or heard about it uh, when DJ abandoned me up on the uh, hill. <laughs> oh, so this was the yeah, this was the ten year anniversary for Athens. So that's fall twenty sixteen. Jesus world, uh, where. Uh, they reintroduced antidotes. I still have the one I used, I think, <laughs> up on... Yeah, I still have it up on my, my viewing platform, whatever. Um, and uh, we ended up getting three antidotes in a mission. It was like a pre-BFG mission or a part two of five BFG mission, some, some craziness like that, where we did end up finding three of them. And I got one, and we spread out the other two. And then, and not then DJ get it? minutes later <laughs> we're trying to exfil back to wherever the next mission point 
I'm with probably about 20, about, yeah, about 20 humans. Most of the rest have split off to do other objectives or hunt for other things or just turn in for the night. And um, me and DJ and two or three others are up at the top of the uh, grass amphitheater up by uh, Stalker Center. Yeah, because we were red team down at the base of it. Yeah. And the other two are like heading down. I think we were looking for something. Regardless, uh, some zombies and a wraith show up. And the wraith come o- comes over and wraiths me. So as long as it's holding me and counting, I can't move. I can't fire. All I can do is yell for help and hope for the best. DJ is literally at my elbow when I am Wraith. And by the time the Wraith starts on its first number, and it's only like 15, DJ is halfway down the amphitheater. Like, I out of the side of my eye, because I'm just like, oh, fuck, there's like four zombies. I should keep an eye on. Oh, okay, he's gone. Like, out of my peripherals, I just see him almost falling on his ass and sliding down the amphitheater <laughs> to get away. Mind you, he's got, like, a clip uh, some sort of clip blaster, like and socks, and he's been playing as long as I have, probably no, a little longer actually. Like he should have been able to handle this. It was like four zombies, and then I died and had to use my antidote like ten minutes into having it. The ironic part is that we charged up the hill and he charged down the hill. We yeah. literally passed <sighs> each other on the way up the hill. <laughs> and like the rest of them got there right as, you know, I died and they killed the zombies and I respawned with the antidote. But still, like, oh, I wasn't, I was salty then. I'm not much salty now, but like, how salty then, DJ. Well, speaking of DJ, speaking of DJ, like back when I was a youngin and I was like actually not playing every week. I came out one day for a week long, and I was hanging out with um, the one finally known as the Succubus, who actually was played the game with us for a little <laughs> while. Um, so I was hanging out with her and another friend, and I was like, I'm exhausted. I had just worked, but I drove out, and I was like, if I'm here, I want to play. And so the only person I knew on campus that was playing was DJ. And I had my friend, my mutual friend, call him and like called him. He didn't answer called him again and then like all right he's not answering i guess we're just not going to hear anything from him five minutes later he calls back and he's screaming at us because he was hiding in the bushes and his phone went off yeah! <laughs> no <laughs> and i just kind of was like pilot. what are you doing i was like uh i mean i didn't get to play but it made me laugh <laughs> damn that reminds me of a time where I was actually um, kind of the betrayer. Anna and I both were kind of the betrayers in this one. Um, it was it was also an oh, Athens game. what a shock! This one was <laughs> this was actually pretty. Like I was proud of this one. I I put on my best Bogue thinking cap for for this one. Um, oh. But uh, we we uh, we were playing an Athens game. It was in March because it was a spring invitational, and I remember that we had established we were going to have to go home before the game could end. We were going to have to leave like by two o'clock on Saturday. Oh, this was my first Athens game. Probably. Yeah. It, but I had to be back in Youngstown. So my, cause my big had a gig that night because surprisingly Irish bands are pretty busy during the month of March. Um, Shocked. so yeah. So a couple of days before the game, I looked at Anna and I said, we can't stay the whole game anyways. You want to fuck around? Like, I don't feel like getting all of our shit out. You want to just be starter zombies? And she was like, Oh yeah, let's do it. So we decided to be starter zombies. We just didn't tell anybody that we were going to be starter zombies because, you know, Vogue has kind of set that tradition for us. So (laughs) 
It's okay, Scotty. You're going to enjoy this one if you haven't heard this yet. So I was we get, there. I know you were there, but I didn't personally fuck you over like what I'm about to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, we get there, and you guys all remember my story about my first OSU game where we got there late and Vogue said, leave your shit. We need to get to the briefing right now. And then we came out of the briefing. And they said, okay, the game is on. And then we had to follow Bogue back to the cars unarmed because we didn't know where we were. Oh, God. <laughs> does yeah, that sound familiar? Uh, I've told you that one? Yeah, okay. it does. Cool. So Friday night, it was myself, Anna, and Isaac driving down to Athens. Just the three of us. And we were kind of running late. So we got there. I think the briefing was supposed to start at 9. And I think I hit the parking lot at like 8.50 outside of Walter. <laughs> so, I, so I looked at Isaac and I said, hey. We'll come back for all of our shit in a little bit. Grab your, uh, just grab your bandana or something so that we can register and let's get inside. He was like, okay, sure. So we took off and we ran inside. <laughs> and we sit there through the whole briefing. And as they do, Athens goes, okay, once this rules briefing is complete, the game is technically live. And so Isaac's like, okay, we got to get back to the car and get our stuff. How are we going to do this? And while we're standing in Walter, Anna and I both stare him dead in his eyes. And put headbands on. <laughs> and then, I, then, then I pull my keys out and point them at the parking lot and lock my car. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, nothing on him, right? No. <laughs> I think somebody like gave him a jolt until he finally like pleaded with me enough to give him back uh, or to give him my keys. But like I, I decided to make him sweat for as long as I possibly could. Oh, that little shit! He deserves it too. Wow! <laughs> I did. I, if, if I, oh my god! Man, if they told me, if he told me that, I didn't. Re- I don't remember it. Yeah, it was. He's like, I should have known because when we were packing the car, you didn't. I didn't see like the battle truck or anything. Like you always have that big ass thing. I was like, I know, and I didn't bring it. I have a backpack with one change of clothes in it, and you just did not pay attention to that fact. <laughs> I'm going really but, light like, this year. I'm going really <laughs> light this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying this new thing where I just say "fuck you." It was just, uh, it was so like just the 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 ten seconds of pure. And the other funny thing was, we had an Airbnb with a bunch of Youngstown people, and Nicky Raseva had been abandoned on campus by his car for the BFG mission, and I was the last. I was the last Youngstown car heading to our Airbnb, and Aww. Nick's still playing human. He's standing there in the parking lot, and Anna and I are all, like, standing on my car, banded up, and we're just like, come on, Nick, do you want to go home tonight or not? Let me kill you. And he was like, I will fucking walk. I don't care. <laughs> so eventually we let him get in the car. But, like, we we tried fucking with him, too, for a little while, and it was good times. <laughs> uh, there is, there's a shorter one. Uh, I believe it was DJ and Zazie. Uh, they were zombies. And they had gone to an amusement park at some point during the game, during the week. And they ended up getting these neat little orange armbands that were like, kind of like a, a stretchy, almost Velcro fabric. Like they were comfortable, but you could just literally just snap them on because they were uh, magnetic. So they were using those as armbands before they died. And then they could stretch them out as headbands, but it just it didn't really work. But they worked as armbands. So they were hanging out with Chris Crum at uh, DJ and Chris's house one time. And they were outside. And DJ comes up and he slaps this orange armband around Chris's arm. Uh, so he's an active human. And Zazie tags him. And now he's dead. 
<laughs> is that like HZ Assault or the equivalent of? Or yeah, that's like um, you can't do that with it. So you can't yeah. talk about betrayal without like talking about the demon and how that mechanic was used. Oh, we're we're getting there. I, I okay. yeah, well, we're getting there. It's you talking about like later in this episode or when we do that yeah, episode in the, on in that okay. episode. Okay, I, I I understand. So um. um Go ahead. Oh, well, I think I told you, I might, again, stop me if you've heard this one. Um, early, early YSU week-long game, there was a group of kids from the Youngstown Early College. So they were technically high school oh, kids. Oh, yes. Yep. These kids. Did I tell you this one? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they, they called themselves Wolfpack, and they played, they definitely were playing a little D-bad. Um, they would, like, pop in and out of doorways. They traveled, like, no less than 25 strong all over campus, even during free play. Um, they were very Scotty-like in the sense that, like, if they saw one zombie sitting alone eating lunch, they would go out of their way to, like, put a volley of darts into him. Just <laughs> Three to dead be zombies, sure. one less dead human. Yeah, well, the problem with that theory is I wasn't going to pay any attention to them until they bothered me eating my lunch one day, and then I decided that they had to go. So I put my scheme and brain to work, and uh, this was also the game where I first met Joe Wilson and uh, Rich Newton, Sasha. And so they were still playing as humans. And I was like, just sitting outside with them one day. I was stunned. They were being chill. We were having a lovely conversation about the game. And I think, I don't remember who brought it up, but somebody was like, hey, what's up with those Wolfpack kids? Like, have you guys seen them? They're like, yeah, I can't. Like, they're kind of annoying. Like, I don't, I don't like the way they do things. Like, that's, that's not the spirit of the game, you know? So we came up with this plan that uh, Joe and Sasha were going to infiltrate Wolfpack and, like, roll around with them and they would let the zombies get like in position they were going to tell Wolfpack, we've got your back and then when the time came they were just going to step to the side and let a charge run right through them and that's exactly <laughs> what they did we were outside during free play a bunch of Wolfpack people were coming up towards like the 9-11 memorial and we had like 15 zombies hiding behind the boob hills and Wolfpack was going after like three zombies who were in front so they start looking forward. Rich and Joe are like, don't worry, guys. You take care of them. We'll watch your six. And they were like, okay. And these kids like run forward to take out whatever poor zombie we put out as bait. And then the rest of the horde, so like the 15 of us, charge from behind. Joe and Sasha just like step to the side, like bow, put their hands up for us. And we run past them and just swarmed through Wolfpack <laughs> and killed all but like two of them. And, like, as they're all sad and dejected and walking away, I think, like, Rich or Joe was like, hey, maybe don't play like dicks next time. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, dicks that get targeted because they're dicks, uh, I have no idea what year or game this would have been. Uh, it was OU, and I was a zombie, and we were hunting down uh, God, Mike Rodriguez and his little... Like oh, they were, oh yeah, they were teen. They were like young teens, and what were ultraviolet, ultraviolet. Ultra yeah, they wore the purple pants and shit, and like just just obnoxious. They wore Trump signs for for the audience to like. They wore Trump twenty sixteen signs in, during a summer sixteen game because they thought it was edgy and cool. And <laughs> there yeah, are other problems like they're that too. kind. So. We had been stalking them for the whole, for like a good two, three hours, just from point to point to point to point. And eventually they went into Wendy's. And so, you know, a couple of us got in line to order and a couple of us, uh, a bunch more of us stayed outside. And there's, you know, 
Tar Valley is right next to Wendy's. <laughs> and there's one entrance and one exit. And that's the front door. And right next to Tar Valley. And it's bad. It's bad for humans. Don't go into Wendy's. Like, <laughs> no. So <clears throat> it turns out, and I collected this together from a couple of different people later. Uh, Rodriguez and, his, and Ultraviolet went to, like, the back didn't order anything and just sat down just to like escape from us. There were some other humans in there, lightly armed. As I said, a couple zombies went and got in line to order something so they could be in there and like monitor them. I guess an employee came up to Mike Rodriguez and told me he had to order something or leave. So <laughs> he bribed them with some cash. Well, 15, 14, 15 year old bribed this employee with cash to let him and his team out the back entrance, like the one that could not be accessed <laughs> from the alley, that led into the back of Tarp Alley, well beyond where we would have been able to like get them, jump them, or even reach them in time. Apparently, well, I know this because I was there, um, a human was in the same like area finishing up their meal when they overheard this conversation. So they casually got up and, you know, tossed their garbage and walked up to the front and poked their head out. And all of us zombies see someone like see a, 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 a bandana around an arm. So we all get all tense, pokes his head out. And all we hear is, Hey, they're going out the back. <laughs> so we all charge around the corner and like, we got there just in time to cut him off. And I remember seeing him and ultra, like he's, he's got the door open. He's got one foot out and he's looking at us like, fuck, fuck. I thought this was going to work. And like his three teammates are behind him, and they're just like these little little kids. And then the employee, this poor fed up like poor college kid behind them, is just like I even hear him like, "You have to go now." <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of uh, one more. This will be my last one before we get into the demon stuff. Um, it was an April Fool's joke that happened when YSU's uh, week long ran over April first. Um, it was. It doesn't matter what day of the game it was. Let's say Wednesday. Um, Tom Goldwaite was game directing this game. It was the '80s uh, action movie drug flick game. If you remember that one. Uh, um, oh yeah, the one where I had to leave and go to the ER. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So um, it was free play, and as the mods are one to do, like we would offer each other escorts around campus and keep each other alive. And it was just me and Carney at this point, like sitting around the table waiting for somebody to call for us. And Fiona was the one that squad. I know, Mod Squad, right? Um, <laughs> Fiona calls us and was like, "Hey, I need to get from Kilcally to the Bartlow, which, as you guys know, that's pretty much the length of the campus." And we were like, "Yeah, okay, that we can get you there." So we come outside, we make our way over to Kilcally, don't see anything. We get to the front door, and uh, we like Fiona's there waiting. She comes outside, and she's like, "Okay, let's go." And so Carney and I turn around, and we're in front. And as soon as we get from the door of Kokali to, like, that ring of rocks, I hear Fiona yell, now! And I look oh. up, and, like, six other people, just players, they didn't get mods for this, jump up, put on yellow bandanas, and our st all start screaming tank within, like, oh, no. 15 feet of us. <laughs> and we were like, uh, what? So suddenly we're in the middle of a tank rodeo, and as Carney and I are taking care of that, um, some actual zombie players, like, realized that we were getting fucked and decided to charge in, almost got us killed. And it lasted for like five minutes before Fiona was done laughing and said, okay, it's not real. The tanks aren't really tanks. I just wanted to fuck with you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's <amazing>. What? <laughs> not okay. No. <laughs> not okay. All right, I got one. Um, 
it was from the same game where I tripped the light fantastic, so the Adventure Time game. Uh, it was survival, so humans versus humans versus zombies. There were three groups of humans working kind of against each other, and they could fight and injure each other, making it so that you couldn't use weapons so that the zombies could get you more easily, blah, 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 blah. Well, uh, I was approached for this by Bogue, and he asked me, do you want to be a mole? I'm like, what's a mole? <laughs> and he, he explained to me what a mole was, and I'm like, uh, I just started my trip. I think I'm just going to enjoy it, and I get all paranoid about who, who or who doesn't know that I'm a mole. Turns out Tanner was made the mole. Tanner's yep. been on there before. And while I wasn't there, I did. I do it, again. It's one of those YouTube videos that has just disappeared or been deleted or something, where it does show at any moment Tanner could choose to turn against every human in sight, and then I believe he either killed himself or he turned into a zombie after. I turn. I I got him. Okay. Oh yeah. Someone else would have to shoot him, and then yeah. So uh, on camera, it does show them down at the very back back ass corner of uh the library that those weird like balcony ways or or whatever where the camera catches him coming through and there's just body like humans are just scattering like fucking roaches everywhere and he's just like (laughs) i'm gonna kill you all he screams something as he's coming around the corner and just blasting everyone in sight with that stupid stampede of his that's impressive because i killed him at debartlow so he made it far wait seriously yeah, because that's where I got him, I thought. That's literally like the opposite end of the camera. Yeah, I know. Damn. Damn, Tanner. I need. We should ask him what he exactly did. But like, just the fact that he turned on his team first always always tickled me. Like, yeah, that's, that'd be a Tanner thing to do. Like, I did see him hauling ass when I shot him. But yeah, like, my team was basically at DeBarlo for most of that. Wow. So, so I got one really kind of old betrayal story. It was... It was it was pretty funny. So you guys all, all have heard of Sarge. So the original on Red Team and everything. And I remember one time, like early on, before Red Team was even a thing, I was hanging out with him. And we were in Wendy's. And like there were all these new kids. And because like he was Sarge, people were like, oh, Sarge, whatever you say, we'll do. Like the little kids would do that. And I remember this new kid came up with a long shot. With <clears throat> I'm talking like the extended like bipod everything, on yeah. everything. And he's like, where are we going to go? Where are you going to go? And he's like, hey, I want you to go point around that corner. And the kid strolls off. And Sarge looks at me. He goes, I didn't like that kid. He's dead. I saw zombies around the corner. And like five minutes later, we see him come up to the window on Wendy's and just like scrawl his hand down the window like he died. It's one of these like, yeah, go check that corner. I know there's a group of people around that corner. I'm just sending him to get rid of him. What do you mean? I've never intentionally sent players that I don't personally like into danger. That's that's never even blocked. That is unsportsmanlike, and I would, that would never. Be, that would be second, bad. third, fourth, fifth time. Yeah. Lol. Um, so, I guess to do we want to get into the demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to go too deep into it because spoilers. Yeah, we'll, we'll are, keep it casual. But... Um. I guess, like, these kind of do lead into into each other. Um, so, spoiler alert, the next episode that we're talking to is The Demon, so we'd love to use this as a slight advertisement for the bigger picture that will be that episode where we have some very good friends on as well. Um, so, I I think that after a few Jurassic... The, the Jurassic game, the Adventure Time game, Game of Thrones, all that, we kind of learned that it really wasn't 
feasible for humans to be against each other. So, and even Tyler knew this when he was writing the game. So he said, all right, fuck it. There's just a demon. And the long and short of it is if the demon tags up on you, it tells you to kill someone. And I look, man, the, the demon work will make up. And I was like, Hey, let's, let's just go. Let's kill humans. That sounds fun. (laughs) Um, the first time it was like kind of chill. Like I, I rightfully just kind of, it's not that I walked up to the demon, but I was very ready to do the demon's bidding. I'm a very convincible person, like, and that's not good. <laughs> well, like, uh, you, had, you, yeah, you had the option to be a, to be full yeah. in or not. And from what I saw, you and Scotty both, and well, I wouldn't say enjoy. You probably enjoyed it more. No, but I, I Scotty, so enjoyed it, <laughs> Scotty. Scotty definitely embraced the character. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Embraced is a great description of my my relation to the demon. Yes, because um, like, look, I had I didn't have an FDL, but I did have a Jupiter, and it went burnt. And so when I was told to go burnt with it, I just I did it, and so I killed a guy with a nemesis during the hectic gym mission. I oh yeah. It, the best betrayal ever because we did an objective for free, basically. So I am not sorry for that one either. Betray anybody? Well, so uh, so the 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 first time I was demoned, I knew the mechanic, and I was told Sierra runs up to me, and she's this small girl, who, and she's got this terrifying makeup. It was <laughs> great, and runs up to me and just whispers in my ear, "Kill Jesse," and Jesse is my team leader. <laughs> and we're all together. We're having a good time. And I paused for like uh, about that long. And then I started shooting at him. And my like fourth <laughs> and fifth part landed on his back and he takes a knee. And then he's confused. And like a couple of others are like, because Sierra is still kind of next to me, lingering around, even though she's let me go. And I'm still just in shock. And like someone yells to him, like, you're dead. Scotty killed you. And he looks over at me. And again, <laughs> that cinematic moment is like just the dramatic slow crawl in on the face where he like, you can see it, him realizing what has happened. And then I run off to go back to the rest of the humans that have scattered. So <laughs> Mel, you were there afterwards. What was, was Jesse's right, reaction to this? I this? was right behind you when it happened. And like, it was pure disbelief. He was so angry. I think. Oh, I thought. No, I mean, like when you guys went drinking later. Yes, he definitely was offering beers for anyone to kill you. The entire <laughs> night, everyone he would say, "Whoever kills Scotty gets a beer," because he was. I mean, he was trying to get. Uh, he tried to get Rob to kill you. He tried to get. I mean, he was. He he took it personally, and that was <laughs> that was like literally the funniest part about it. Because it's like, like, like you know, anyone who died, you die in a situation where you're like, okay, I died. Okay, it's whatever. But in that situation, betrayal plus dying, it's like insult to injury. And it, 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 I think it got him and it made us all laugh. I thought, I thought he was uh, still, or I thought he was uh, saying, all right, he's off the team. Scott, he's off red team. Oh, yeah. No. He, immediately, he immediately talked about kicking you off a team because he said, <laughs> he said that yeah. that kind of character he couldn't trust. Oh, I my God. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, he's talking to me who's not on the team. <laughs> Now, I believe we've discussed the demon before, but just for a refresher for our audience, the demon is a creature that you cannot stun, cannot stop, you can't do anything against it, sorry, that sucks, and when it touches you, it possesses you, um, 
and tells you and commands you to kill someone nearby. They'll either give a name or a description or just point and say that one. And you have a couple options. You can kill the person intended well, successfully. Successfully, you can try to kill them, and in those instances, you live. You or you refuse so to kill them. Three. <laughs> yeah, or you refuse to kill them and you die on the spot. Also, any or the anyone no. Yeah, just the person who who has been targeted can shoot you first and kill Correct. you. Mm-hmm. So those that's anyone what, that's just to like works. preserve their own lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Scott so, chose violence, and I chose oh, violence. I I mean, for the first two or three shots, I chose a mimicry of violence, and then violence took hold. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that I won a free blaster on that night because when I got grabbed by Sierra, I could have shot some poor first year. Like, I didn't recognize the kid. I knew that they hadn't played before. My bleeding fucking heart. And then I had my FDL. And so I turned it on myself and shot myself. And yeah, you cost me Brandon, you bastard. Which is funny because later on when Brandon used my FDL, it was still jammed solid. He couldn't you fucker. <laughs> That's so right. So to now that you have uh, a new dive into my psyche as an HVZ player when I'm given choices, um, <laughs> at Z13, I think like one of the last few at the Dark Club. Um, there was a time where we were doing a team deathmatch and, uh, we only had, we had the U, we didn't have the second door open. So you really had to kind of play one side of the U or the other. And I kind of got pushed back into my starting side of the U and then I hauled ass all the way to the other one once all my team was dead. And so I had finally made it to the other side for safety and, Tom looked at me. He's like, "Wait, are you on? Whose team are you on?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't care. I'm a human now. I just want to live." And Penel, you were just like, "Nah, he'll just, <laughs> he'll just murder us." Boom, he shot me. And, I'm, and Tom was like, "Whoa, what the hell?" And I'm like, "No, that was a solid play on his part. Like, no shame." I do remember this. <laughs> it, I look, come up and happens to everyone. I'm not mad. It no was trust. really funny. No trust. <laughs> If I remembered that Team Deathmatch was still a mechanic, I probably would have shot all of you, and I so could have. You probably would have eventually. Because <laughs> uh, I remember a game where I did that with Tyler, and I looked at Tyler and said, yeah. hey, you don't shoot me, I won't shoot you. And then we shot at each other. <laughs> you yeah, killed I me. Mean, you, you killed me. You, yes. You were like the last person from your team in Deathmatch, and you came, you and somebody else came sprinting into our base and you were like, it's just us. Let's be allies. And I just shot you immediately and said no. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is why you have not Justin on the side of your FDL. Because right. I also oh. turned around and I, I got one of the first FDL threes while you were still being a peasant you got, down in FDL you got, two world. You got? You mean you mean I helped pay for? <laughs> listen, listen, I don't care. Hey, I helped pay for it, too. I know a lot of people did. It was a very cool birthday present, and I appreciate my friends. However, <laughs> mine was an FDL three. Justin was still slumming it with an FDL two. Well, I have the head. new Crux motors, so uh, I'm brushing my hair to the side. I'm gonna run with socks and the new red shotgun rival thing, whose name I'd take down. <laughs> 
So, uh, does anybody have any more betrayals to mention? I'm no, tra- I was I- trying to like dig back through like my pit days because like my friend group got nasty when we were playing, but like I don't I can't just like concretely like place events in order yet. There was a lot of like trying to psych each other out in text message threads, but that's that's about as far as it ever went. We got wise to each other real quick. Oh, I think my my only favorite was the fact that like you couldn't say you were if you were asked if you were alive or not, you couldn't lie. So like, yeah. but you they could be quiet and like the conversations were like, hey, are you alive? And then the silence. <laughs> Fluffy. <laughs> Fluffy fucking did that to me for my second game, uh, the, the first time machine game where me and me and Honey Badger went down and fucking the whole time, like every time I'd ask him, are you alive? He'd be like, yes, I'm human. And then this, like a day before we were, we were about to land there, he stopped answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get there and I even still have it in my notes. Me and Dan roamed around. I tried to show him the campus and we got as far as like a little bit of uh, South Green. And then around the corner comes Fluffy and four zombies. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're going back to the car. <laughs> just gonna back up. Just gonna back it on up. Back it up. Back it up. Ah, uh, the sweet, sweet betrayal. Yeah. Now, I don't have many other betrayal stories, um, and I think demons is a good, or the demon story there is a good way to segue into what we're gonna be talking about on Thursday. So, True. Not, not wanna... Thursday the release day, but Thursday the day of, of recording. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I yeah, what is what are time is a social construct much like the last is. <laughs> yeah. True. And trust so, in your friends. That's a very heavy social construct that we break <laughs> us regularly on friends, five minutes. That's, that's an interesting term. Oh, oh, I just remembered one where uh I knew that I would be able to make it off of work and get to BG in time for their opening yes, mission and their one. night mm-hmm. and their first night and ending up uh, not being able to play the next day because I worked. And we had been in a string of games. I think this was, if it wasn't 18, it was 19, um, where I had killed Jesse. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I had killed Jesse. Yeah, yeah, I had killed Jesse at Demons. And then the next game I went to um, was going to be BG, uh, but just for. I think for I remember Friday this night. game. I think I remember so I had told everyone I can't go. I can't make it. Like I'm I'm sorry, but I work, you know, like I work until this time and I was just I, I can't make it. Well then my schedule came out and I was like, Oh, I can make it. I can make it Friday night. And then I just showed up without telling anybody. No one was surprised at that. And beforehand I had contacted the mods and I was like, Hey, you need starter zombies? They're like, Fuck yes we do. So I got all the starter rules where I would be able to make up I would be able to make two tags unless they were concurrent. So if I could do like just a string of tags, tag, 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 I could go up to ten in a row before having to reveal myself as a zombie. So I show up, no one's surprised. You know, Jesse and the rest of Red Team, they greet me, you know, they they say it's fun. And as we're going over the rules briefing, Jesse turns to me and he's like, Scotty, are you a starter? I'm like, what? Well, come on, man. What are you talking about? You know I have my list. I gotta get my kills up. Like, come on. He keeps asking me, like, I swear to God, Scotty, if you're a starter, I'm like, no, <laughs> don't worry about it. I, I promise, man. So we get out on the field, and we're roaming around, and starter rules, so, like, a bunch of the humans, like, they're all they're all paranoid of each other, but they're still mostly in the, the herd of cats. And the rest of Red Team just breaks off. So I'm with them. 
And they're stunning. We're stunning each other. We're doing the sock toss between all of us to make sure that we're stunned. You know, we can't starter each other or whatever. And I had had my little uh, wristwatch on at the time set so that I, whenever I hit a button, it would just start a one-minute timer. And it was one minute from, from spawning. So we get to the main green with their weird, their weird little clock tower in the center. And the mods start like the whole, hey, here's the actual mission briefing. All right, go. And I, I look down and it says 58, 59, and I count one. And then I turn and with both hands, I tag Jesse. And then I turn and I tag Sydney. And then I turn and I tag Robbie. And then I just saunter off, slowly untying my, ba- like my armband. And I just hear like this ripple through the crowd like, what, what was that? What happened? Wait, what's going on? Wait, are they dead? And like the rest of the, the rest of red team just looking at me like, you fucking bitch. And also <laughs> taking off their armbands and putting them around their heads. And by this time, we're all banded up as zombies. And the rest of the humans are still like, wait, no, what's going on? What's happening? I don't, I don't understand. Even Brandon, poor Brandon, uh, he, he's at like the rear guard of a section of the humans, and Brandon yells to me like, "Hey, are you okay? What's going on?" I'm like, "Red team's dead." He's like, "What do you mean, red team's dead?" And then he sees my headband, and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then a week after that was the, an Athens uh, invite in which, in the finale. I ended up killing Jesse a third time in a row. It was grand. It was a good time to be alive. That that traitor mission, <laughs> that that the secret zombie mission was hilarious because that was when the one kid killed Bogue as a secret zombie and wasted the surprise element on killing the only guy who would have suicided anyway. I know, right? <sighs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's my last betrayal memory I can think of. I remember that game because I literally made sure I paired up with Anthony because I was like, Anthony doesn't take kills when he actually does die, so I definitely don't think he'll go. Oh off. my god! <laughs> Not even once. <laughs> Not like, contest a, a, a tag. Not even once. <laughs> like math. Fight COVID nineteen together, guys. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, I think that's been a great episode. Uh, oh my god, yes. A lot, lot more betrayals out there that maybe we could revisit somewhere down the line, but uh, for now, uh, I'd like to thank Pinnell for coming on. As, uh, you're, you're probably going to be a, a more regular guest, I think, especially with all your experience. It'd be a little yeah, bit yeah, um, <laughs> Until <laughs> then, uh, um, I'm legally, legally I'm required to tell you that I'm Scotty, and also the thing you, that you think of as old people smell is actually the scent of their immune systems dying that your immune <laughs> system is picking up on through your nasal receptors. And is that why you guys all smell bad? Damn. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm Tyler. Have you been, to, I'm a, going, have wow. you, have you been to an HBC game? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think Steve said it best. Steve said one time somebody goes, the odor of nerd is upon you. <laughs> yeah, people who don't believe in deodorant haven't been to a con. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Uh, 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 uh.